This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Roundball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, January 10th. And today we will be catching up on the latest from the weekend and looking ahead into week 13 of the NBA season. We will talk Clay Thompson's return, some big injury news to catch up on, a little early trade action to diagnose. Is that the right word? I don't know. We'll find out. Waiver wire pickups and more as I'm joined by Steve Alexander, former Indianapolis Colts fan, Steve Alexander. Steve, was that the last straw for you and the Colts on Sunday? No, I, I'm still... I still support the Colts. I support the Falcons. Okay. But I'm not really like football used to be my thing. Like I used to love NFL football so much. And I was in like eight fantasy leagues and I went, I had Colts season tickets and Peyton Manning was there and it was just so many good things happening. And then Peyton got hurt and moved on. And then mm-hmm. so I Andrew heard luck, Andrew luck came in and I had high expectations and then that didn't really work out. Yes, he and moved on as well. Then, you know, the guys, some of these guys we've had in their quarterback since then. It's just hard for me to hard for me to get fired up about Colts football, Matt. I understand. Yeah, and and yesterday. Well, we don't we won't talk. Well, in case there are any Colts fans listening, we should move past yesterday almost immediately. <laughs> anyway, Steve, let's get this started with our tradition now, which is the rundown of the big fantasy relevant names who are in the health and safety protocols at the start of the week and the list continues to shrink steve here's the list of big name fantasy players in the health and safety protocols as we record chris Tapps, porzingis rudy gobert karis lavert rashawn holmes norm powell Derek white devin vassell tyrese maxi montrez harrell grayson allen that's that's all i could find and i know that last week you said that list might be a little shorter than last week but i know you can hear this one and say that's definitely shorter that is that is a pretty short list. Short list. Well, and I mean, my phone is not blowing up with not- notifications from Woj every five minutes, like it was a couple weeks ago. So it it has calmed down quite a bit, and I can tell things are getting better because my fantasy teams don't have all the the red crosses next to them that they had a couple weeks ago, and it, it was nice having Luka Doncic back for that monster line he had last night. He also made all the free throws in that one. Are you and Luca? Are you hinting at a thaw in the recent chill in the Steve Alexander Luka Doncic relationship? If he's gonna, if he plays every day, I'm I'm back in, baby. Okay, all right, that's all it takes. Speaking of red crosses, one extremely notable red cross, red injury cross, went away on Sunday when Clay Thompson returned his first game, as you know, in nine hundred in nine hundred forty one. Days. I wrote in my notes his first game in 941 games, which it might as well be, but no, 941 days. And it was actually a fantasy relevant performance if you threw Clay Thompson into your lineup for the first time in 941 days. 17 points in 20 minutes, three threes, three rebounds, one assist, one block, seven of 18 shooting. He even threw down a dunk in traffic, which I thought the watching that play was absolutely terrifying because just the landing was a little bit like shaky. He didn't quite stick the landing. I'm thinking about all the injuries this guy's had, like 
please do not tweak your knee landing on a dunk in traffic. But uh, fortunately, everything was fine, Steve. I was pretty impressed with the 18 shot attempts in 20 minutes. I mean, he was chucking, man. Yeah. And, you know, three three-pointers, it, it looks like he's he's going he's gonna to have a strong second half as long as he can stay healthy. So that's pretty cool to see. I don't think I realized he had been out just shy of a thousand straight days that's that is incredible yes june 2019 yeah crazy stuff but yeah i mean look it is you know i didn't draft clay thompson anywhere because i don't really i don't know i don't i don't i'm i'm cautious about guys who are coming off of like one year out right let alone basically three but if you did draft him you you basically couldn't be happier with what you saw on sunday and I think you have to be prepared for maybe some, you know, some frustrating load management. But it's looking like for now, I mean, certainly when he's in there, he's going to be fantasy relevant. And that's that's truly all you can ask. I was going to say that's all you can ask for. So, yeah, they play at Memphis on Tuesday and then they play at Milwaukee on Thursday. Okay. And they play at Chicago on Friday. This week is at Memphis on Tuesday. Then we got the back to back on Milwaukee and Chicago Thursday and Friday, and then at Minnesota. So gotcha. four road games this week, yeah. which is kind of rough. But yeah, I mean, you got to think you probably see three right. games out of Clay this week. Yeah, agreed there. Meanwhile, we will we are expecting to see no games this week from Damian Lillard, who now we know is not expected to travel on the road trip that I believe starts January 13th and runs through January 23rd. It's wheels up, all systems go, whatever phrase you want to use for Anthony Simons, who his last four games has averaged 29 points, 6.8 dimes, 0.8 steals, 5.8 threes. Now, we do have to point out or remind you that one of those games was that explosion against the Hawks. We take that with a grain of salt. But on Sunday, he had 31 points and seven threes against the Kings, Steve. And I am really encouraged personally by the assists. He's at seven, 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 and six assists his last four games, which is just huge for a guy who has mostly been a points and threes guy. Yeah, I was playing Jonas head to head in that in that uh, draft show league, and I we were we were basically tied in assists, and I think I ended up winning assists by two or three, which gave me a one point win in that matchup. And a lot of it was because I had Anthony Simons out there on Sunday afternoon going off, and you know I was pretty much jumping on the Anthony Simons bandwagon as soon as Dame, Dame thing came along. And I fear that Dame is going to get shut down for the whole season. Like, if 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 you have an abdominal injury that has been lingering around for four years and we're still talking about it and it's getting worse in the fourth year, there's no there's nothing that sitting out a game or two is going to help. And I, I don't know, man. I have, I fear the worst. I tend to be an optimist, Steve, but I am, I am also pretty concerned here. And especially when you read this line, Damian Lillard will not travel with the team on its upcoming road trip as he seeks another opinion on his abdominal injury, according to Chauncey Billups. That's the top of the blurb on NBC Sports Edge slash Roto World. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to be starting to worry that we're going to get news that you know he's headed for surgery, and, or is just out for the season, whatever. Look. It, it may not definitely happen, but it, it does feel a little bit like that could be the next thing to drop here. Well, the bottom line is Simons should be rostered in every league imaginable. And that league I was just talking about that I'm in with Jonas has 12 teams in it and a bunch of industry folk. And I just picked up Sadiq Bay 
off the waiver wire in that league. If, if Sadiq Bay, who is 80% rostered in Yahoo leagues, is available in one of my leagues, there's a pretty decent chance that Anthony Simons is available in someone else's league. So I, to me, he's going to end up being possibly the waiver wire pickup of the year, which I think I've been saying that for three weeks. So 65% roster, that's up 5% in the last week in Yahoo leagues. And like I said, the big development up for his fantasy value, other than the fact that Lillard, we don't know when we're going to see him, is these assists. Is Anthony Simon starting to play like a fantasy point guard, not a fantasy shooting guard? That is potentially a huge development for this guy because that's what I was worried about if you had, you know, Simons as your insurance play for Lillard. I was worried you were just getting a points and threes guy. You weren't really getting a, a fantasy point guard. But the last four games suggest that he's becoming more of a playmaker. So massive development there if you were lucky enough to get Simons. And Simons goes four, four, four after this week. So it's a three-game week for Portland this week. That means Nasir Little is going to end up on cutting room floors, and you'll want to think about getting him for next week. But after this three-game week, Portland's got one of the better schedules in the league. Only one team is better, I think. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fired up. Meanwhile, Dylan Brooks sprained his ankle over the weekend, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. He could be out three to five weeks with that ankle sprain. And Steve, looking at the Grizzlies, I want to say there's an obvious guy here who we, we run to add. And I mean, looking at their box score on Sunday, Zaire Williams, the rookie, did play 27 minutes, but didn't produce a lot. Nine points, one steal, one three. De'Anthony Melton only got 18 minutes. I mean, Kyle Anderson had one of his better games with 14.7 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks. But I'm not sure there's an obvious must add here. And it, it could be one of these things where Brooks's production could get spread around a little bit. Where are you on this whole thing? You know, I, I didn't, I heard that news yesterday and I did not like run to my phone or my computer and start making moves based on it. Interestingly enough, the website that I'm looking at, he's not even on the depth chart anymore. They just took him out. <laughs> but, you know, I think it bodes well for Brandon Clark, who's been kind of hot. And I know they play different positions, but it's got to help Kyle Anderson some. I think those are, those are probably mm -hmm. the guys. I think it helps Desmond Bain a little. I think Zaire Williams is is worth keeping a close eye on if, if he continues to get those kind of minutes he may be the guy that replaces dylan brooks i just i just don't have enough confidence in him right now to to say that he's he's the guy and i want to believe that it's d'anthony melton you want to believe that it's d'anthony melton we all want to believe that it's d'anthony melton but i don't know if the grizzlies coaching staff wants it to be d'anthony melton i think it, all indications are they're happy with him just kind of playing his allotment of minutes and i I'll believe when I see it with Melton getting, you know, 25, 30 minutes consistently. It just hasn't been happening. As I said, 18 minutes on Sunday for him. Zaire Williams, definitely a watch list and a deep league ad for me. He has had a couple, you know, he had a 14-point, two three-pointer, two-steal game recently last week. So there is a little bit of potential there in a deeper league. So that's definitely a guy I, I'm watching. I just can't believe Melton only, only played 18 minutes in that game. Like, he's, he's so good when he's out there. I, I don't understand why they will not play him more minutes. I will tell you, Melton's, let's just look at his last five games because it tells you all you need to know. 21, 25, 21, 23, 19 minutes, his last five. Now, will that change moving forward? Will he be 25 plus with Dylan Brooks out? I guess possibly, but again, I'll believe that when I see it. Same. Meanwhile, we have a little trade news to quickly break down here, Steve. Bull Bull has been dealt to the Detroit Pistons. Now, I think this is an easy one for some of us to kind of gloss over and say, all right, great, the, the Pistons traded, I think, 
who's in that trade? Rodney Magruder and a second round pick or something like that. It's, it's not exactly a blockbuster, but <laughs> it is a fantasy trade with a little bit of intrigue because per 36 minutes for his career, Bull Bull is sitting at 15.6 points, 6.9 rebounds, two assists, 0.7 steals, 2.0 blocks, 1.5 threes. I mean, that's borderline Jaron Jackson Jr. production <laughs> per 36 minutes. Now, will he get 20 minutes? Will he get 25 in Detroit? We really don't know, but I have stashed Bull Bull in a few leagues. I'm going to try to see how this goes in the next week or two and see where we're at. Because with our roster spots opening up a little bit, maybe we have less guys in the protocols. Maybe you have a little more roster flexibility right now. If that's the case, I think Bull Bull is actually a very high upside stash. It might it might backfire. You might get nothing out of him. But compared to the other guys we're turning on and off our rosters, this is much more intriguing to me, Steve. It is intriguing, and it's funny because – my son walked out of my bedroom the other day, which is right next to my office yesterday. And he was headed down the stairs and I said, Hey, did you hear bull bull got traded? And you guys remember how fired up I was uh, talking about Lance Stevenson the other day. And you're like, I haven't seen you that excited about yeah. something in a long time. He came running back in my office. He's like, what? Who'd he get traded to? Like he was so excited. He's like a seven footer. It shoots threes. I love it. And he's, he thinks he's going to play in Detroit, and he is very, very excited, not even from a fantasy standpoint about Bull Bull. So I'm with you. I mean, the Pistons are – how many wins, Matt? Mm, I have to double-check that. Nine? Eight? Nine? Not very many. And they are going to be playing – there's no reason that they would not throw Bull Bull out there and just let him rip. So I like it, man. I'm going to take a look. I'm going to take a look and see see if I can do it. 6% rostered as we sit here, and that's after presumably a bunch of us have, it was probably, it was at 1% before that. So yeah, check it out. Pistons are 8-30. and 30. Jeremy Grant's currently out. Jeremy Grant has also been mentioned in some trade rumors, etc. I mean, look, much crazier things have happened than Bull Bull getting a, a look, a long look from the Pistons in the second half here. Yes, they have. We are going to hit some waiver wire leftovers in a minute, Steve. I want to quickly give a shout out to Jared Vando Vanderbilt for quietly having one of the stat lines of the weekend. On Sunday, career high 21 points, added 19 rebounds, four dimes, two steals, two blocks. Last three games for him, 12.3 points, 16 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists, 2.0 steals, 1.0 blocks. Was it the stat line of the weekend? No, it wasn't. But man, Vanderbilt is really... Just looking, speaking of waiver wire pickups with the year, he's on the short list as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he finally is doing what we have been talking about. Maybe he would do for a couple of years now. And that line from Sunday, man, the 10 of 14 shooting was incredible. The 19 rebounds, which you may have undersold that when you, when you went over that stat line. I mean, the guy had 21 points and 19 boards. It's it's pretty awesome. Now, of course, they were playing against the Houston Rockets. Lots of good things happen to you when you play against the Rockets. Correct. But, yeah, I mean, Vando is basically a must-have player at this point. All right, we're going to hit some waiver wire leftovers, some pickups coming out of the weekend in a second. First, though, we will take a very quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Subscribe to NBC Sports Edge Plus and get every tool for every game. Fantasy, DFS, and betting premium tools are all included in one subscription at one low price. You can subscribe monthly or save 20% on an annual subscription. We have made it easier than ever with more tools than ever to play and wager with confidence with NBC Sports Edge Plus. Also, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA Pick and Roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Nets and Bulls, Cavaliers and Jazz, and Lakers and Kings. So if you do not have the Predictor app yet, download it now. All right, Steve, waiver wire pickups coming out of the weekend. We always talk on Friday about waiver wire options, and we did talk about this guy on Friday, actually. Lance Stevenson, and you just mentioned a minute ago, he followed up his 30-point game, that amazing 30-point game where I think he had 20 points in the first quarter. He followed that up with a 16-point, 6-rebound, 14-assist, 4-steal extravaganza on Saturday. Now, the caveat, Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert have been out. I believe Brogdon, as of this taping, is questionable for Monday. So I just want to get your revised outlook on Lance Stevenson, who is 34% rostered as we record. Well, and the Pacers signed him for the rest of the season, right? Yes, I believe that's correct. So that's kind of a big deal. Like if Pacers are in, Pacers believe in him, they, they are buying in for the whole season. That's that's enough for me to think that Lance is going to play. And like we talked about, like Jonas said the other day, it looks like nobody else on the Pacers even cares. Lance is Lance is the crowd favorite at this point. He's one of the good things happening in Indy, and I feel like he's gonna he's gonna play a ton of minutes the rest of the way, regardless of whether Brogdon's healthy or not. All right, so thirty four percent rostered on Lance. I, I, look, either way, I mean, I have a a little bit of concern about his his fantasy value taking a big hit when Lavert and Brogdon are back, but. I think at this point we've reached we've reached the point where you pick him up and you see what happens and you don't worry about those that just yeah you cross that bridge when you get there. We're in cross that bridge when you get there territory with Lance. And we also need to keep in mind that the Pacers are still trying to blow their whole team up and trade the whole thing yes. by the deadline. And if they do that and Lance stays there then that's that's another good good thing that could happen and then the Pacers also after the current three game week that they're starting today they go four 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 after this, so I don't know, man. I'm I'm good with picking up Lance and seeing how this three game week goes, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, as we said zero times leading up to the season, but we are saying it now. Lance Stevenson is a fantastic pre trade deadline stash in fantasy leagues. Like, what is going on? Okay, next up, Chumo Kiki 
on Sunday, 8.6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, 1 triple in 34 minutes. Wendell Carter Jr. has a hamstring injury right now, which helps Okiki's playing time. But again, this is a guy who I just think we're, we're reaching a point where he should be a stash as well with the way things could play out in Orlando in the second half because Okiki is reminding us of what a versatile fantasy game he has. And I think 20-something percent roster. I'm going to double-check that, Steve. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, he, he's going to take a hit when Wendell Carter Jr. is back, for sure. And he's he's not even a yeah. guy that I'm totally confident in throwing in a DFS lineup right now. Although his salary is right, and sometimes he comes through and is a value pick there. But as far as we know he can play, like that's the big thing. Like he's, we know he can play. We know he's got a fantasy-friendly stat lines. He just needs an opportunity. And I mean, how many wins do the Magic have? They have seven. They're seven and 34. So at some point, they might as well pull the plug on some of these guys. They they know what they have in and, and throw the kids out there. And Shuma Okiki is a kid. Annoyingly, doesn't play again until Wednesday. That's the downside here. But definitely, definitely a guy to have on your radar either way. For sure. Clint Capella is out with an ankle sprain. As we record this, his status is unknown. The Hawks are a complete mess, but Onyeko Kongwu did get 38 minutes on Sunday. Responded with 9 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, no defensive stats. But we know those will come. The big number to me is a 38 minutes with Capella out. He's 11% rostered, Steve. And yeah, I think he's a, a sort of must-add given that we don't know when Capella's going to be back. Onyeko Kongwu is an interesting deep league pickup, even with Capella healthy. Capella's not healthy now, and then Yako Okongwu gets elevated to a, a pickup everywhere, at least for the short term. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Kongwu, I mean, he's he's finally healthy, and he's he's finally starting to get minutes. And maybe he can timeshare with Capella. Because like we talked about last week also, the Hawks continually just get blistered by opposing centers and oppo- opposing three-point shooters as well. Opposing everything. Opposing everything. Yeah. And maybe Kongu can get in there and help with that. And also, if the Hawks don't get it together, they're not they're not going to have a shot at the playoffs. And they might as well let Kongu develop. So Hassan Whiteside has been getting a chance with Rudy Gobert in the protocols. He had a couple quietish games over the weekend, but they get the Pistons on Monday night. He's 31% rostered. Steve, would you agree that we should continue to give Whiteside a look here as long as Gobert's out, even though he hasn't really been shining in box scores? Yeah, and I feel like he's been a pretty good per-minute guy this year. Even when he's not playing very many minutes off the bench, he's he's producing some big man stats, enough that I've actually got him on one of my rosters in a deeper league. So yeah, I mean, and if Gobert's not playing... I think Whiteside's almost a must-have because he's got that potential to blow up anytime Gobert's not playing. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a huge line from Whiteside this week. We mentioned Bull Bull getting traded to the Pistons. One guy he may have to compete for minutes with is Trey Lyles, who his last four games has averaged 13.5 points, 8.3 rebounds, 0.8 steals, 0.5 blocks, 1.03s. He's 21% rostered. Steve, I don't have Lyles anywhere, to be honest. I didn't haven't run to add him, but I have started to look at him in a couple leagues he's on my radar I just I don't know like those defensive stats leave a little something to be desired for me but no doubt he is playing well right now and had a good game in his most recent game he is playing well he plays for that Pistons team we talked about that is got so many issues and is is doesn't really have any reason to do anything strategy wise the rest of the way just play who you want to play and Lyle's you know 
Isaiah Stewart's been disappointing, and Lyles is getting some run right now. He big man who can shoot threes. I like it. it it'll be interesting to see how Bull Bull and Trey Lyles coexist. I have not picked Trey Lyles or Bull Bull up anywhere yet, but they're both on my radar. Like Trey Lyles is a guy I look at when I'm setting the DFS lineup. 16 points, 13 rebounds, a steal, two blocks, and a three in his most recent game. They play on Monday and Tuesday. And by the way, a phrase we never thought we would be saying, another phrase. It'll be interesting to see how Bull Bull and Trey Lyles coexist. <laughs> Chris Stapps, Porzingis, still out as of this taping. And just a reminder, check back on the player news page on NBC Sports Edge on Roto World to confirm all of this. But if he remains out, Maxi Kleba, who we talked about on Fridays, being a guy who we never have successfully had in our fantasy lineups at the right time, did it again on Sunday, six three-pointers. He has at least one block in five straight games. He is 17% rostered. And Steve, we talked about that dud he had recently, but overall he's playing well with Porzingis out, and I, and I really think it's a pretty nice insurance play, even if you don't have Porzingis. I mean, like, let's look at his. Let's consider this from a DFS standpoint. Okay. Just point scored. Just point scored. I'm not talking about threes or rebounds. 18 points, 8 points, 2 points, 10 points, 9 points. Right. 6, 9, 3. 16, 2, 2, 0, 7. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, he's he's he scored 16 in one game and 18 in another. And out of the last month, that those are his two best games. So I do see why he's on your list. I do see why we're, we're talking about him. And I also know that I didn't have him anywhere on Sunday when he went for 18 points and six triples. Had I had him in my DFS lineup, Matt, that would have been zero threes and one point in 18 minutes. Anyway, <laughs> I get it. If Porzingis is out and you want to roll with Maxi Kleber, it makes sense. So, what's what's the how many how many games did the Mavs play this weekend? This week, Matt, they play three times this week and then four in each of the next two. Okay, and you have to wait until. Wednesday to see Kleba again. Again, that's the downside of this one. So we're gradually talking ourselves out of it. And by Wednesday, Porzingis might be might be back. He could be. So it could already be over. Well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> As mentioned, the Spurs have a bunch of guys in protocols. Lonnie Walker on Sunday went for 25 points with three rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, three threes. We talked about him heading into the weekend. Those defensive stats really are not his MO, so you can't bank on that. It's mostly points and threes with Lonnie Walker. But you have to like his opportunity for as long as his teammates remain out, You know, particularly Derek White and Devin Vassell. Yeah, I, I don't fully trust Lonnie Walker, but if those guys, if Derek White and, and Vassell are not going to be playing, then then he's going to get minutes and he's going he's gonna to do stuff. So that game against the Nets was the early game on Sunday and – it seemed like there was a lot going on. My buddy, our, our friend of the show, Brian Rosenworcel, was at that game, and he was texting me throughout the game, and he's like, I did not know that Kata Bates-Diop could play. I did not know that Jock Landale could play. And Land Landale had 10 points, three boards, five assists, so pretty interesting. There's a lot of guys getting minutes for the Spurs right now because they have got a lot of red crosses. Yeah, the Spurs have also been playing Josh Primo, who was their first round pick. Yeah, this the the wildly shorthanded Spurs. So some opportunity there in fantasy leagues. Lonnie Walker is eighteen percent rostered and plays Monday and Wednesday. I think Josh Primo is also worth a look because he got thirty nine minutes in that game. These videos just come blasting in my headphones whenever I switch pages, Matt. As I've said before, and it, it really throws me off. I look I look like. 
a deer in headlights when that happens. But Josh Primo, 39 minutes. He took 16 shots. He only made four of them. Four of 16 will ruin will ruin any stat line. Correct. Any day and any time. But that's a lot of minutes, man. I, I he's a he is a cheap DFS option as long as White and Basso hurt too. And a guy to keep your eye on just for the second half, the way things are going in San Antonio. Primo has had a few, no, a couple, I'll say a couple notable stat lines recently, including on January 4th. He went for 15 points, five rebounds, four assists, two blocks, and two threes. Not a guy who really had interesting college numbers. It was a little confusing why the Spurs took him so high in the draft, but he's starting to show a little bit in the NBA. So intriguing. Deep League, DFS, second half, watch list. Josh Primo. Yeah. And the Spurs, like you were hinting at have won 15 games this year. This is, they are not going to the playoffs. They're no longer even a team that can, can make a late comeback and surprise shock the world. Like they used to be able to do They're They're just kind of done. They're young. Steve, do you want to quickly take a viewer question or two? Matt, that is a great question because I have not looked at them yet. We already talked about that one. Is Kobe white, is Kobe white worth getting now? That is from Brian. But the question is, is Kobe white? Is Kobe White worth getting now? Ah, Kobe White has been playing well. I mean, look, we maybe saw the first sign of him falling off now that Lonzo Ball's back on Sunday. Just 27 minutes, 13 points, one three-pointer. But up until that, he was playing well. I believe Alex Caruso remains out. So I, where I have added Kobe White, I am definitely hanging on to him until the wheels completely fall off, which I don't know if that's going to happen at this point. Mm. Yeah, I... I... I don't know. I if if there's somebody else out there that you really want to pick up, I, I think you can drop him if if the pickup is good enough. But don't forget, the Bulls are playing four games this week, and then they go four games next week, four games a week after that, four games a week after that, and then four games again after that. So it's a long line of four game weeks for Chicago. I don't know if Kobe White will be relevant for all of that, but. You never know. A lot of stuff can happen. So I, I think he's still going to get enough backup minutes to be to be okay. Yeah, and, and to your point, he's 49% roster. The concern with Kobe White is now that the Bulls are basically back at full strength. I mean, he might kind of, you know, turn into a low-end points and threes guy as opposed to the guy who was we were seeing getting assists and getting that elevated opportunity. He might be more of a, you know, 14, 15-ish points per game and a couple threes and not a lot else. So that's the concern, but... Again, it probably depends on who you're picking up. I'm not dropping Kobe White just to drop him at this point. I would drop him for someone of great intrigue at this point only. Matt, Yosemite Joey wants to know if he should drop Sadiq Bay for Bull Bull. <laughs> Which is funny because I just dropped Nasir Little for Sadiq Bay today. I wouldn't drop Sadiq Bay for Bull Bull. I think that's... I, I'm only stashing Bull. Bull Bull is kind of a, a Hail Mary pickup a little bit. You know, I, I'm not... I don't say that Bull Bull is going to get it done with a ton of confidence. It's just kind of a lottery ticket bench guy. So really, if you have an open bench spot and you're willing to be patient for a week or two, that's what I'm doing with Bull Bull. I would not drop a – look, could could Bull Bull come, get it, come in and be better than Sadiq Bey? Yes, it's possible, but Sadiq Bey has like kind of been a – other than the field goal percentage, a worthwhile fantasy play this season. But the field goal percentage is rough, 37.2 on the season. But if you can stomach that, I'd rather have Sadiq Bey. But that is tough to stomach. Yeah, I think what what we like to call a bull bull, he's like a luxury pickup, a luxury hold. You've got an extra spot on your roster. You don't see anything you love on the waiver right. wire. And you're like, oh, 
I'm going to grab Bull Bull and see what happens. You don't, I don't think you want to cut a guy that is contributing to your team right now to take a flyer on Bull Bull. I agree with that. If you have one more, let's make this the last one, then we're going to run. Well, it's Chetty Osman. It's it, I guess this is our the weekly the weekly thing we do. Chetty Osman. Wait, is a, it a question from Chetty Osman or is it a question about <laughs> Chetty Osman? I, I wish it was a, a question from Chetty Osman, but it's it's not. It's about Chetty Osman. And is he a, is he still a pickup, Matt? Are you still on the Jetty pills? No. I actually did pick him up in one league over the weekend, and I was thinking about it, and I was like looking at that game on Sunday because he did have – he did have a pretty good game last week. He had <laughs> that was on Friday. Fourteen was that Friday? I don't know what day it was. Then. Friday, I think. Fourteen points, three rebounds, a steal, and four threes in thirty minutes. But he followed that up with four points in twenty minutes on one of six shooting, two of four from the free throw line. He did have a couple steals and three dimes. But it's just a reminder that it, it's a tough guy to <laughs> a tough guy to have on your roster. So I'm I'm out. I, I basically I picked him up in one of my leagues. I was thinking about using him on Sunday. I decided against it, and and I did moved we on again. did we talk about Sunday's line? Did you mention that he went one for six with four points, two boards, three assists? I did, and then yes, okay, good. I, I wasn't listening, and then Rondo, Jared, or Jonas's favorite player, Rajon Rondo, had fifteen points, three boards, five assists in twenty nine minutes on Sunday. So, I think that's worth paying attention to. They traded for him for a reason, and it, that reason is that. What's his face is gone. What's that guard's name? Colin Sexton. Yeah, Colin Sexton's not coming back. And Walking Ricky Rubio is hurt. Soon. Ricky Rubio's hurt, so I think Roger Rondo is going to get a lot of run. I think he's, I think he's worth a look at least. All right, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We are here every weekday during the regular season. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live, and to those of you who submitted questions. We appreciate it, Steve. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Go dogs. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.